Gvaldik. All right, today's daf is a daf ches, page 8. In the Heilige Meseches Nidorim, in the Holy Meseches Nidorim, and we are going through various teachings that Rav taught us and Rav Gidl quoted. So we're up to Ba'amar Rav Gidl Amar Rav, which is on the fifth line from the top of the Amud. The very first word on the line, the Amar of Gidl Amar Rav. All right, so let's keep going and teaching some fascinating, fascinating Limudim. The Amar of Gidl Amar Rav, Rav Gidl says in the name of Rav, Ha'aymer, if a person says, Ashkim, I'm going to wake up early. Ve'eshna, and I'm going to learn. I'm going to wake up early and I'm going to start learning in the morning. I'm going to wake up early for Daf Yomi. I'm going to learn Mishnayis. I'm going to learn Mishnah Brura. I'm going to keep going. Perekzeh. I'm going to learn. And you mentioned specifically what you want to learn. Eshna Mesechazu. I'm going to learn this Mesechta. Neder Godol Nodar Leleke Yisrael. You've made a big neder Leleke Yisrael. Now there's two ways to interpret a big neder. Big neder can either mean like it's intense. You better follow through on this. Or it could be, it's very chashuv. This is the type of nether. This is a type of... Now notice, by the way, remember the way we, we separated the difference between a nether and a shvua, a vow and an oath, is that it has to be on something. So really it's, it's an expression of, of a shvua, but it, that, that's more appropriate here. But be it as it may, the Gemara here is saying, if a person says, I'm going to take on this learning seder. So this is a nether. That's a nether. Says the Gemara, one second. How can you say, and we touched on this yesterday, how can you make a vow on something that you're obligated to do already? That you're what? That you're obligated to do already. I'm already obligated. I'd say, I'm making a vow that I'm going to keep kosher. You're already obligated to keep kosher. You made a vow at Sinai. You're, you're a Jew. Says the Gemara, he, he swore. He swore and he's standing there. An oath is not valid on top of another oath. If the verse says, I'm taking an oath, I'm going to keep kosher. And then you say again, I'm taking an oath, I'm going to keep kosher. Is that two oaths or is one oath? It's one. Your original oath, right? Michael So what's the whole Chiddush here? The Chiddush is, the Afilu Zaruze Baalma. The Chiddush is that even if you want to kind of be mezarez yourself, you want to... Um, inspire yourself to do it so it's going to be valid. Now the problem is that we already learned this yesterday. Remember yesterday we said, we gave a case on the bottom of, uh, of Ahmed Bey's to the top of, of today's daf, Rav Gidl had taught us how do you know if a person swears to do a mitzvah. This was the very bottom line on yesterday's Ahmed. If somebody swears to do a mitzvah, hey, no, it's valid. You have to do the mitzvah anyway. So Rav Gidl had taught us, no, it's valid because you're trying to inspire yourself to do it better. Well, then that's the same chiddish over here. The Gemara is asking if Rav Gidl Amarav is telling us there's a chiddish, you could take an oath to inspire yourself. I already know that from his previous statement. So what's this added chiddish? Hainu Rav Gidl Kamaisa. This is the same statement as Rav Gidl before. So the Gemara says, no. Hakam Ashlan, Rav Gidl's chiddish over here is as follows. Kivan di'iboy, since if he wants... Potar nafshe, he can potter himself bekriyashma shachris va'arvis by citing kriyashma in the morning and evening, right? Mishum hachi Therefore, this shvua is chal on him. Okay. In other words, like this. Let me ask you a question, and this is such a I, I, I want to um, 
focus on this for a little bit. There's an obligation every day to learn Torah. Agreed? Now, Kriyashma is Torah. So if I say, I'm going to wake up in the morning and learn Torah, I can really get that out of the way with Shema. Do I have to learn Meseches Nadarim? No. The obligation to learn Torah doesn't obligate me to learn Meseches Nadarim. Just the opposite. I shouldn't say just the opposite. Interestingly, if you want to hear something, and this is so, this is a very deep Nakuda, very deep Nakuda, but very important. It sounds simple, which is why it's so deep. The Kotzka Rebbe says that every Yid is going to have, once you research Tyra, there's going to be a specific area of Tyra that fills you with gas. Person, some people have affinity towards a little bit of a chesidish twist. Some people have their learnings a little bit more into the lumdish side of things. Other people are more into the musr side of things. Other people are more into the halachic side of things. And it's, there's like a certain chuka, a certain like connection that we feel to Torah. The Kotzka says that's, that's really the Rabbanish Shalom letting us know to, you know, that, that that's our world of Torah, so to speak, not, not to exclude anywhere else, anything else, but primarily... Where I know to, to place my, my she'ifis and, and where to place my, my, uh, my most time and effort into. Not necessarily to the exclusion of, anywhere, of anything else. The Gemara here is saying that technically I would say, listen, you're Mushbab Ahmed, you swore in our seating, you're going to learn Tyra. To which the Gemara answers, I didn't swear I'm going to learn this Tyra. So when a person wakes up in the morning and says, I'm going to learn this Masech, I'm going to learn the Darim, that you're not standing in an oath on. I could, have, I could have removed that oath, I could have fulfilled my oath at Sinai by saying Shema during Shachos. By saying, I'm going to learn a specific halacha, a specific mesechta, that, so that, that, that's a new thing. That's a new thing, that's a new shvur, and that's why it's going to be valid. Very, very sensible, and I think a very important answer as well. Different areas of time, okay? Here we go. V'yomar of Gidl right smack dab in the middle of the Amar. Okay? The Yomar of Gidl Amarav. And Rav Gidl says in the name of Rav. Haimar the Chaveri. A person says to his friend, Let's let us together have a Chavrusa early in the morning or at night. Yeah? All of the Hashkim. Ready for this? If Ruvain says, Shimon, let's, let's learn, you know, 4.30 every morning. Guess what? Ruvain is the one who's responsible to wake up Shimon. <laughs> he has to wake him up. To make sure that they're both up to learn Torah. He's the Vekker. Yeah? To make sure that they show up. Shinamar, as it says, He said to me, Come, get up, go down to the valley, and then I'll speak to you there. And I went to the valley, and the covenant of Hashem was standing there. So you see, that if you, if you come up with an idea, which means that Kaddish Baruch Hu said to the Navi, um, says the Yechezkel, meet me in the valley. So when Yechezkel went, the Shekhinah was already there. So you make up whoever's idea was to start the Chabrusa Shaft is the one who should be showing up first. Omar Rabbi Yosef, Yosef says, Niduhu What happens if somebody has a dream? If somebody has a dream. Now there's three types. There's three types of approaches to dreams, Chabr. Three types of approaches. I want to talk for a minute. Some people don't get a dream's a dream, it's a dream, it's garnished. 
To other people, a dream is it's like a prophecy. You know, it's like, it's like a, you know, it's a dream. They're very into dreams. And there's other people that like dreams make them a little nervous. Yeah, like in between. Yeah? There's three different approaches. And you do find in Chazal, as we're going to see, these different approaches. Okay. Now, Rabbi Yosef says, if somebody has a dream that he was put in Cherim. In the dream, you're put in Cherim. You need to have 10 people be matir that nether. You need to have a minya be matir that nether. Why? Because that dream can be a vision of the Rabbani Shalom letting you know that you've been put in khairim. The Rabbani Shalom is letting you know you've been put in khairim. So in order to remove that, you need 10 people. Oh, says Rabbiel, why? Why? Because the Mishnah... And Avais teaches us, and we know this with a minion, that every time you have a gathering of 10 people, of 10 Yidin, the Shekhinah comes even before them. So if you want to remove the Shekhinah's Cherim, get 10 Yidin in a room, and the Shekhinah's there, so they're part of the Shekhinah, and now now um, th- this will allow the uh, the Cherim, the Nidoi, to be removed. Okay. Says the Gemara, And this is talking about um, ten men who know their beans. They're learned people. Let's say they are people who, you know, they can read, but they're not so learned. It's not going to be enough. It's not going to be enough. It has to be uh, real learned people for the Shekhinah to be there. Now this doesn't seem to be like the Mishnah, but that's the opinion of Rabbi Yosef. Says the Gemara Vaiter, Rabbi Yosef continues, and he says, Let's say you don't have ten people who are learned. So then, So then, Rabbi Yosef is saying like, As plan B, if, ideally get Tamidei Chacham. If you don't have Tamidei Chacham, so it could really be anybody who, who could read, you know. Let's say you don't have that either. Lazel, he should go, the lasev, and he should sit at the crossroads. Listen to this. This is gonna this is incredible. This is incredible. Let him sit. This guy had a dream, he's put it here. Sit at a crossroads. The Yahib Shlaima Lebay Yud Ad the Mikloile Asara the Gomri says the Gomorrah. Says Rabbi Yosef. Give ten people shalom aleichem. And when they respond aleichem shalom, their bracha is like a minion just took you out of cherim. They don't need, they're not together. They're walking, walking by. When you get a shalom aleichem, or an aleichem shalom, from a yid, a bracha from a yid, it changes, you're out of cherim. You're out of cherim. So just stand at a place where people walk by and just say Shalom Aleichem. They say Aleichem Shalom, you're good to go. Mom is incredible. Mom, incredible. When, when you say, when, when you give somebody Shalom Aleichem, what, what, it practically, uh, what it practically does for them. Okay. Amar Lei, Ravina Ravashi. Ravina said to Ravashi. Now Ravashi was Ravina's Rebbe. Yoda man shamtei mahu what happens if in the dream he wasn't just put into cherim, but if in the dream 
Shimon has a dream, Reuven put him in Cherem. So Shimon doesn't just dream that he was put in Cherem and he was sitting in Cherem. Reuven has a dream that there was a specific person that put him in Cherem. So now, Mahu Delishrele, can Shimon just go over to Reuven and say, listen, I had a dream you put me in Cherem. Take me out of Cherem, please. That's where he belongs. Do you need 10? Do you need 10 people like you do when it's time you assume it's the Shekhinah? Or is it enough that whoever put you in Cherem can take you out of Cherem? Interesting child. Yeah? If he could do one thing, why can't he do the other thing? Okay. Amar Leh. So Ravashi says back to Ravina, he responds, L'shamusei shav yushliach, lemishrei shav yushliach. It's not going to work. You know why? Because maybe the vision in your dream, Shimon, you dreamt that Reuven put you in Cherem. But if you didn't dream that Reuven took you out of Cherem, maybe he was only a shliach of the Rebbe to put you in Cherem. Now to just go back to him and say, please remove my cherub, he's the guy who could take you out of cherub. And therefore, Ravashi responds to Ravina, no, you need a minion for that as well. You can't just go, Shimon cannot just go back to Ruvain and ask for the Nidoi to be removed. Okay. Omar le Ravacha le Ravashi. Ravacha said to Ravashi, Shamte visharule bachalme. What if Shimon has a dream that Ruvain put him in cherub? And Reuven took him out of Cherem. All in the same dream. Mahu, what, then what's the Allah? Again, because we're viewing a dream here like a shtikel nevuah. It's a little bit of prophecy. It's like a message from the Rebbein Okay? Call it Ruach HaKadosh maybe. So, in your dream, the same vision, so to speak, had the same guy put you in and take you out. What's Allah there? Can I just walk over to this guy and remove my Cherem or not? Amarlei, he says, Kishem shi Evshar Levar Beloi Teven, just like every every wheat kernel um, has Teven, has straw that's uh, that's always gonna have a little bit, uh, you know, always gonna have a, a little bit in it, top of Amadez, Kach e Evshar Lechalayim Beloi Dvarim Betel. Alright, now this is the middle ground of dreams, which is give a little, you, you can take some part of the dream seriously, but there's always gonna be part of the dream that's Sheker. Period. What does that mean? What he says is, it's even then, Ruvain, you can't go to Ruvain. You know why? Because maybe the vision in the dream of Ruvain putting you in Cherem, he was being a messenger of the Shekhinah, but the part of the dream where he's taking you out of Cherem, it's just, it, it's just uh, Dvarim Betalim. It's, it, it's, that, part, that part of the dream is fake, because every dream has fake parts. What well, could be the other way? Right. Oh, oh so beautiful. Frekter Benachem. Maybe it's the other way. Enochanami. That's why this whole thing over here, you're doing it mitzad chumrah. Mitzad chumrah. You want to be careful. So is there a chance? Now, you could say, I, I don't believe in dreams. So fine, I get in tug. Gesundheit. hate. But if you're going to put legitimacy to dreams and you want to make sure that you're, that you're not a cherim, so you, need a, you should be concerned that maybe that's the part. Now, if you want to say, fakir, I can hear it. Ain't a chanami. Okay. What if he put it in the green? He put you in the green. I mean, if he put you in the clear room, he could take you out of here. Right. The problem is, is that every dream has parts that are that aren't true. So the Gemara is saying, Ravashi is saying, what if the part where he put you in Khirim was a message, and the part that he took you out of Khirim was Stam Mishigas? So it's still worthwhile to go get your minion to take you out of here. That's what he's saying. Okay. What about the Gemara that we learned that, that how the... Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. Says the Gemara Viter, the Gemara continues, Ravina Havila Nedra, Ravina made a neder Lidabisu. Uh, I'm sorry, Ravina's uh, daughter made a neder. Um, Lidabisu is his wife. I'm sorry, his bias, his house, not a bias. So Ravina's house, meaning referring to his wife, made a neder. Also, the Ravashi. So he came in front of his Rebbe Ravashi. Now remember, Ravina and Ravashi offered the Gemara, but Ravashi was the Rebbe. Ravina comes to his Rebbe, and Omar Lay, he said to his Rebbe, Baal, a husband, now Ravina is a big Talmud Chuchim, yeah? He says, a husband, Mahu, what is the Allah? She also shliach lecharata sishkai. Can my wife send me as a shliach to uh, nullify her, her um, nether? Okay. Huh? Not dreams anymore. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. We're, all, we're back to the Dharam here. And we got on to dreams because we moved back to the Dharam. That's uh, what it had to do with being put in Kherim. A person makes a nether about Kherim. Okay. So we want to know, Ravina wants to know that, you know, a person who makes a nether and they want the nether removed, so they, they could either go to a single mumcha, a, a one person who's an expert in the laws in the Dharam, or to three, or to a bezdin of three. And they'll find an opening to remove the nether. Can I do that on behalf of my wife or not? So Amar he says to him, um, If they are mechanfen, meaning if they're together in, then you could be a shliach. Eloi, if they're not together, loi. Then it's not going to work. That's very interesting. Okay? What do you mean by together? Uh, what does it mean together? Gavaldik. So let, let's clarify the Gemara and then we'll pause and explain what this means. The, let, let's read the Gemara another couple lines and then we'll clarify, th- that'll help us clarify what's, uh, what's happening over here. Okay. Says the Gemara, Shmami Notlas. We learn from this incident, this story between Ravina and Ravashi and Ravashi's response that if the Dayanim were already there together, then they could not, a husband can, may act as a shliach on behalf of his wife, but otherwise not. Shmamina Klaas learned three things from this. First of all, Shmamina Baal Nase Shliach Lecharotas Ishtai. We say that a, a husband could turn into a messenger to speak out the charota, speak out the regret has for the wife. Okay? <coughs> now, that's a chiddish, because usually we do not allow this at all. If somebody themselves, if somebody makes a uh, neder or a shvua and they want to remove it, they need to show up personally in front of Bezdin. So the chiddush here is, is that a husband showing up on behalf of a wife is considered her personally showing up. Right? Basar echad. Beautiful. Right? A husband and wife are like one guf. They're one entity and that's a chiddush. So first of all, uh, uh, a husband's considered so much connected to the wife that he can represent her in front of a Bezdin, which, if we may throw in over here, is an important lesson in relationships. It's responsibility of the husband to represent the wife in a way that's helpful to her. All right? And if she has charata, she, wants, she, she has, want, needs something done for her in Bezdin, and a husband has the place to do it, and he's responsible to step up and show up for her. You show up for your wife. Ushmamina, and we also learn from here, Laisharei, it is not allowed lemishrei nidra to remove to free yourself from a vow ba'asra derabe in the city of your teacher because 
Ravina's wife. Ravina could have done this himself. But since Ravashi was there, so Ravina wasn't getting, he wasn't opening his mouth. All right? So he wasn't going to nullify in the city of Ravashi. He had that covered. What do you mean by that? Ravina and his wife were in the city of Ravashi. So Ravina went to Ravashi to ask this Shaila. Otherwise, Ravina himself could have nullified the vow. Why do you have to go to his Rebbe? Wait, was it his wife? Huh? Was it his wife? Yeah. So maybe he's in the Gea Oh, uh, you say maybe he's in the Gea Yeah. The what do you say from here? Or is it He's a relative. Who says you need to be a relative? Rabbi Nachum is asking maybe he's a relative and he can't be a... No, it's not a problem because you don't really need a, uh, a regular dayon. You don't need to be a, a, a real dayon here. You just need to be a mumcha. Okay? Now, besides for that, I'll tell you a bigger Kiddush that they, that they throw in, and this is what the Ran says on the side. The Ran says Ravina himself could have got some of his own Talmudim to do this. Why does he have to go to somebody else? The fact that he went to his Rebbe to, to handle the situation. That's it. That's right. He went to Rebbe to handle the situation. It's a raya. That, that uh, you, you, you know, if it's not your place, you go to your... And we also learn that if they already gathered there together, then it's, it's, uh, it's going to be valid, but otherwise it's not going to be valid. It says the Gemara of Eshamta, you should know, ready for this? If, somebody's, if somebody else is in Cherim, and they need a Cherim removed then Ravina would have done it himself. To get somebody out of Khirim, it's kind of like when somebody's in crisis mode. Somebody's in crisis mode. Here, I just renewed my, uh, I, I renewed, uh, my lifeguard certification before the summer. Okay, run a camp, so I want to make sure that even though I have, we have a hired lifeguard, but I'm also up to date what's going on. So when I was research, when I was uh, taking the certification, one of the rules in the pool is they, you know, if uh, if let's say you suspect a head or spinal injury, if you if you suspect a head or spinal injury, so there's specific techniques that you position yourself in a way where their back and neck are locked in, so it's not going to move until somebody else shows up with the board and you could lay the person down on the board and, so, and then you, you slide them out. Now, what happens if you suspect, you, it's a suspicion of a spinal, uh, a neck or spinal injury, but the person is unconscious and you need to start CPR right away. That's not a time to wait. That's not a time to wait. You have the person's life is at risk. You have a bari v'shema, Right, you see the person chas laying down the water. You know you're not waiting for nothing. You get under that person, you give them a J hook, and you get that you yank them off to the side, get them out of the pool, start your CPR asap. You'll deal. You'll deal with the possibility of a you know afterwards M- Meaning, there, sometimes where something is so urgent, so important, you get to work. It's not the time to wait. Says the Gemara. This you go, you go, you ask a rav, you ask a rebbe, a this. About nullifying, that's when you have time. If somebody's in Cherim, if somebody's in Tsar, they're excommunicated from the community, Ravino would have gone by himself, immediately gathered three people, get the crisis out of the way. We'll deal with everything later. To help another Yid who's in Cherim, 
it's not the right time to be to to uh, take the other things into play. Since the, it's his wife, so he's, he's, you, he's the, the, Fine, <laughs> fine. <laughs> not not since. If if any other rav would have done it, so you could do it too. The yachid mumcha shari shamta, and we and uh, we also know that a yachid mumcha can remove a cherim as well. Okay, a yachid who's a mumcha, who's an expert, is permitted is uh, is allowed to uh, remove the cherim. Okay. Now here's, remember we said we're going to get back to this Which is that um, What's this idea of having to Get people there first Or whether they're waiting That really the Gemara didn't, uh, didn't completely uh, clarify But what you see from here is That um, If a, a, a person wants to nullify their own vow It doesn't make a difference You can walk over to three people Pull them together And have them do Hatara Sadarim but if a husband is representing a wife, okay, which is not ideal, again, it's, we're going to allow that, but it's not an ideal matzah, it's not an ideal situation, then we're not going to allow um, the, like an after the fact, a, uh, a, a pulling together. Okay. What is that? What do you mean by that? If a, if, a, if a person themselves wants to nullify a vow, it doesn't make a difference whether the Besdom was there previously or the Besdom is being pulled together. But if there, there's going to be a husband who's representing the wife, okay, um, so then we're not going to allow him to be matir the neder in front of three people who weren't pre-assembled. Now, if you want to know why, the Mainaf Kamina, so there's, there's various approaches amongst the Rishayim. The, the general theme seems to be that, you know, a husband really initially could have nullified the vow on his own, and he decided not to, and therefore the vow is really impacting him. And since the vow is impacting him, we're concerned that he, if, if he's pulling them together afterwards, all that effort that he has to go to is such a pain in the neck for him that he's not really going to spell out what his wife needs properly. He's going to be more, you know, let's get this out of the way for myself. And really the focus of a hataras nadarim, of a bezdin, has to be coming strictly from the mindset of the woman. That's becoming, you know, a complete regret on behalf of uh, on behalf of the wife, as opposed to being a regret on behalf of the husband. My wife made another, and now and now we regret it. Why? Because I had to. Now I have to represent her, and now I got to go find three men to go. Do. So it, it's more. It's, no, no. It had, the, the way that that atara needs to happen is is through the pre This way, we know it's coming directly. The charata that we're looking for, that we're looking for in the opening to remove the nether, has to be strictly from her um, viewpoint. Okay. So we're saying that it's not. Amr Shem Barzvid, Shem Barzvid says, Amr Rabbi Yisak Bar Tivla, quoting Rabbi Yisak Bar Tivla, Amr Rabbi Yisak Bar, Amr Rabbi Aricha, Debei Rav Acha, Amr Rabbi Zera, Amr Rabbi Lazar, Amr Rabbi Chanina, Amr Rabbi Mashia, Mishmeid Rav Yudah Bar Eloi. Woo. Yeah, say that all in one breath. So, Rav Shimon Bar Zvid quoted Rav Yisak Bar Tavla, who quoted Rav Chia Aricha from the yeshiva of Rav Acha, who quoted Rav Zera, who quoted Rav Elazar, who quoted Rav Chanina, who quoted Rav Miyasha, who quoted Rav Yehuda Bar Eloi. 
Okay. Now it's important to know who this is. Why do we got to quote all the names? Because first of all, when you right? when you quote somebody, it brings Geula to the world. As we know from Mordechai, the Geula came and Mordechai quoted, uh, right? He uh, quoted Esther and that, that's what helped. The Geula. Um, uh, what? It brings person, the, right? And the, when you speak Torah from a person, their lips move in the in the kever as well. And also, it helps in other areas of Torah because you you learn a lot by the style of the person speaking. And if if ever there's a contradiction somewhere else, right? You learn, uh, you know, you connect it. So, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's it's important to be accurate. So my dechsev is archa lachem yereshmi shemesh shedaka vegaimer shteitin pasuk that the sun is going to shine upon those who are in awe or in fear of Hashem's name. Elu bnei adam shehem yereim lahaitzi shem shomayim levatala. This is referring to people who are afraid to say Hakadosh Baruch Hu's name in vain. The sun shines upon those who don't say Hashem's name in vain. Shemesh Shedaka Umarpe. Listen to this Gemara. It's a beautiful, beautiful Gemara. The sun is Tzedakah and it heals. What does that mean? Amar Abaye, Shmamina, Chirga, Diyayma, Masay. Okay. You ever see light? You ever see light shine on something? What do you see in the air? Dust. Dust. Excellent. Which, without the light shining on it, it's not going to be noticeable. But once the light is on it, you notice it. Okay? He says that the type of light which shines upon dust is like medicine. It's very healthy. It's a very healthy type of sunlight. And this happens to medically argue on Shimon Lakish. He says, there's no Gehenim in Eilam Haba. Now what does it mean there's no Gehenim in Eilam Haba? It's referring to the, it's, it's, the, this is referring to Tchiyas HaMesim. Okay? He says, it's beautiful. People who have been in Gehenim, Chavra this close, he's amazing. People who have been in Gehenim, they've been cured. So they could be Zaycha to Tchiyas HaMesim. Ain't Gehenim Eilam Haba. Gehenim's gonna stop. What's going to happen is like this. Gehenim is going to cease to function. But some people are going to still need Gehenim. So here's what's going to happen. Ready? HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to take the sun out of its shell. How appropriate for this week's Parsha, huh? No? Gavaldik. We're almost... We're Lech Lecha. We're Lech Lecha. All right. We're almost by Vayera. Yeah? We're almost by Vayera. Yeah? Tzadikah Misrap. Almost, yeah. That's going to be healed by the sun. And the Rishaim are going to be hurt by that sun. It's going to shine on you for those who fear my name. Then it's going to have the Rafuah. And not only that, it's going to be Gishmak. It's going to be Gishmak for those who. Who uh, fear the name of Hashem? They're going to go out like like um, stout agolim, stout uh, calves 
that are enjoying their time out uh, out in the stall. You know the the, the the joke that we told over a number of years ago about these two these two buddies who uh, they they David will remember this. Two buddies, they, uh, the, 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 they make up amongst them. Whoever dies first will come back and tell the other one how, how the afterlife is. So after Shleishim, so the, one of them passes away. And after Shleishim, he comes back and he, he, his friend says, No, what took you so long? What's going on? He says, I'm telling you it's Gavaldik. It's Mamish Gavaldik. He says, what do you do? He says, every morning I wake up. I go down to the water. I relax. I go back up. I eat breakfast. Lounge for a little bit, go back down to the waters, bask in the sun, come back up for lunch, take a stroll. A little bit later, I go back to the water. He says, "It sounds sounds incredible, like, but that that's what goes on, and you know that's that's what goes on in Eilam Haba." He says Eilam Haba, I'm not Eilam Haba, I'm a buffalo in Montana. Yeah, he's a, he's a buffalo in Montana. He's a yeah. Well, <laughs> It was <laughs> all right. So people dream of having a life of doing nothing, right? That's Eilum Haba. What's Eilum Haba? A garnish to do nothing. So he says, so like a like a, a buffalo as I is. So he says, there's but Lamaisa. There's go, practically there's going to be the tzaddikim. Everything that's going to take place in that future, in that world, is going to be gishmak. It's going to it's going to it's going to for However, that same exact sun. And don't we find this in our own time, Chavra? We find this in our own time. The same things that some Yidden think are so Gishmak, and it is Gishmak, other Yidden are like, they can't handle it. A Kyle guy, a this, a Tyra, a bench quetcher. It, like it irks them. It irks them that there's like people who are like, you know, connecting and, and bringing their like, Man, what are you doing? This, yeah. Right, It's the very same thing that you look at. There's such beauty there. Other people are like turned off by it. It's like painful for them. The Rishon are going to be are going to be punished through that through that same uh, sun. The the day is coming, but it's bayar. It burns up kitanur like an oven. That day, the day of the future, is good. they'll they'll be around. But if they're not zaycha, if they don't have the proper purity. And the uh, oh, and the the bracha of it, so then it's going to burn like an oven. Okay, Gavaldik. So we're done. Mission up to the mission on top of Daftes and Aleph. We'll hold it here for this evening. Bezem, we'll pick up from Daftes tomorrow evening, six thirty, hopefully from Yerushalayim. Agitenacht. Uh, so yeah, go ahead. So it's supposed to be like uh, like Gehenna. It's supposed to fix up the.